What is up? Welcome to the commencement. We have a very special episode for you today. We have um, a special guest, Larry Joss, who is our uh, brother in Sigma Alpha Mu, also a D1 rower on the Syracuse team. Uh, a couple of announcements we have. We are very happy to announce this is our 25th episode. Um, thank you guys so much for your continued support. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Um, we have a lot of stuff, a lot of awesome stuff planned for the next 25. Um, and, you know, we hope you guys are with us along the ride. Um, we're going to continue to, you know, get some Syracuse athletes, some, um, some fun guests, uh, you know, mentioning next, next week, we have two special guests on, um, this is our last episode at Syracuse for the semester. Um, but you know, expect more stuff over the summer You know, we're going to try to blow up a little bit, start our, start a couple of you, maybe a YouTube channel, TikTok. Um, like we said, so that, you know, you, we have, we'll have more, we'll have more content for you guys out there. Um, you know, we're going to take this summer to kind of, you know, elevate ourselves, get our name out there. Um, and, you know, like I said, thank you guys, uh, the listeners we have now for your continued support. Um, and when we're going to, we're going to make it better. Um, and we'll see you guys hopefully in number 50, number 100, number 150. Um, so thank you guys. And, uh, we'll get right into it. We are here with Larry Joss, um, who is our good friend, our brother at Sigma Alpha Mu. Um, and more importantly, he is on the men's rowing team here at Syracuse, who is currently ranked sixth in the US, um, the team is. And Larry competed for Great Britain. He won nationals before coming to Q's and he is helping to lead the success at Syracuse right now. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, so we'll begin by just like asking you some questions that we're just curious to know, um, mostly about your life as a rower. So can you just like tell us a little bit about your childhood, like how you got into rowing, um, what other sports you're into, I know you play soccer too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, so I think in growing up in England, it's quite different. So you guys grow up playing basketball and football. We grow up uh, playing soccer. Soccer is quite a big thing. So I've been playing, I played soccer probably since I was able to walk. So like four or five. And I played that for a good 10, 10 odd years. Um, but I think what, one key thing in my childhood that my parents pushed was to try and make me sporty and try and make sure I, I was doing all sports. And one thing that was very good was my first school uh, included that. So I grew up playing all sports. I did throughout my childhood before going into rowing, I did soccer, I did basketball, I did swimming, tennis, uh, cross country athletics, track and field, netball. Um, what is netball? It's, it's, a, it's, it's an Olympic sport, actually. But, um, so it's generally played by women. But, so the reason why I did it was in my, in my first school, my friend wanted to do it, but it was all girls. So he was like, can you come help me join it? But it is basketball, but instead of moving, you only can pass. So you can't move when you have the ball. It's just like passing. And then two people are only designated to shoot. And then you're only allowed to shoot in a certain section and stuff. 
Interesting. Interesting. So, so I did, you know, all those sort of sports and maybe a couple others that I'm forgetting. But yeah, so I did all of that and I, I had an older brother and he, he had a problem. Like he always got injured. So he wanted to find a sport that was off his feet. And he came across rowing, actually. So he got into rowing and started rowing. And I, I got a, also a problem with my foot. I like one of the bones or something didn't get like enough blood. And it's just weird. It was a weird situation. So my mom wanted to find a sport that was like a bit off my foot, like um, off my feet, because I, I still wanted to do sports. And my brother was having great success at rowing. So I started taking up rowing. I dialed down the on the feet uh, sports and I started just to play tennis and rowing. And then I did a bit of uh, soccer and rugby at school um, during the seasons. But then I started just getting into rowing, loving rowing, started doing well. And then my coach came to me and was like, you got to do a decision. You I was 15 at the time, turning 16. He's like, you either row full-time or you won't be a successful athlete. So that's how I got into rowing. Awesome. All right. So um, we're going right on to the next question. What was the recruiting process like coming here and why you end up choosing Syracuse over other options? Or- so that's an interesting story, actually. So when I was... 16 um i was a junior at high school we had gb trials and i won it which was kind of a surprise i nobody knew who i was or anything and i won it by 10 seconds and for some reason like people were recruited and people were going to university they is uh, seniors in high school and stuff so they leak the results to their uh rep- like schools that they're going to go to university so at first, as soon as I got this, I had no no idea. wasn't even thinking about America. I got messages from like Yale, uh, Princeton, Penn, Harvard. Ivy rowing, just huge. Ivy, yeah, just loads of people just contacted me, and I was like, "What on earth is going on? What is this?" <laughs> and so I was like talking to them, and they were asking me like, "We have a different grading system," and they were asking me about that. And they were saying, you need like 1,200 in the SATs. I have to do the SATs. Some were like, we can maybe go down to like 1,150 or something for you. And so the priority for me was just trying to do the SATs and but also go through the GB process. So I was talking to them and the long and short of it was I wasn't as intelligent as they might have thought. So therefore the IVs, uh the Ivy League pathway was just wasn't going to happen and from then I decided like I'm just going to get on and row uh, I was committed to Oxford Brooks actually uh, the best university rowing university in England and senior year of high school I was committed I was like ready to go and July came around and Syracuse came over to one of the biggest races um and it's like an international race called Henley Royal Regatta. And they came over and they just got a new head coach. It was like coming in um, uh, or like an assistant coach. 
Jason Elephant, and he decided to just message every crew, all these crews and everything. And he messaged my crew. So I was like, let's just entertain this. I'm going to Oxford Brooks. There's no way. Like, I, I didn't even hear Syracuse. I had no idea what Syracuse was. And he spoke to me and my crew. And once he realized I was a senior going to Oxford Brooks, he was like, yeah, okay, like, that's probably a better option for you. Oxford Brooks is such a great program. So I told him that as a senior, I needed to get recruited straight away. So he stopped, like, kind of talking to me, started talking to my uh, teammates. And then he was talking about goals and expectations. And I was, and one of them's a 2000 meter test that everyone does. And it's an international thing that everyone knows about. And he was looking like 612, he said, anything below that. Um, is really good, he said. And I was like, hey, I've got a 608. So that's four seconds quicker than he was like expected. And then he was like, okay. And he started talking to me more. And I was like, wait, what's happening? He's like, do you want to get recruited? Do you want to come to Syracuse? I was like, are you being serious? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, sure, why not? Let's do it. And then he's like, okay, I got like check out if you're a good guy. So he went, spoke to some other people, came back within an hour. Was like, you sound like a sound guy. Do you want to come? And I was like, sure, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> and then I think I told my mom maybe four or five days later, I was like, oh, by the way, mom, I went to Syracuse. They want me to come. And pretty much that's how it was. It was just a so it happened. A worm. <laughs> it was a last minute yeah, decision. July, and then a month and a half later, I came here. And actually, I was at the Junior World Championship, so I didn't turn up until September the 1st. That was two, two three weeks late of school because I had an international orientation, normal orientation. Oh, wow. And then I missed, like, syllabus week and maybe even another week. So, so it really was a last minute. Completely, yeah. I had a lot of holidays booked with all my friends, and it was just all – I had to cancel everything. So did you, like, know anything about Syracuse? Like, the two you... things I knew about Syracuse was they, they came ninth at the IRAs, which is the national championships. So they're ranked ninth, and they're just outside New York. That's all I knew, and I found out one of them to be true and the other one to be <laughs> false. But you guys are not outside New York. Outside <laughs> New York to me is half an hour now, not four or five hours away. So, so that was a surprise, and the cold. The oh, cold yeah. was a big surprise. I knew nothing about it. Was that like weird to you? Or do you like kind of normal? Is it normal now? Or yeah, it's normal now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still will get cold. And what's weird is it's like snows in April now. Every now and then. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like I really knew nothing. And as I was landing, I was I I remember getting into JFK and I was like Syracuse like and I was asking the guys like am I saying it right am I saying it right because we do our A's weird and stuff and people say it's like Syracuse and stuff so I was like Syracuse am, am I right and it's like yeah you'll be fine don't worry <laughs> but yeah it's just completely lastminute.com all right well seems like it's working out now um so that's good um so. Like, I, I know I mentioned before, um, you guys are ranked sixth currently um, with the latest coaches poll. Um, but, you know, what what point in the season are you guys at? And, like, is there more coming or, is, you know, what what's your current schedule with that? Right. So right now is the most important part of our schedule, actually. So 
we start, you do like winter training, pre-season, like full training. You have like races in the fall, but they don't really mean much. And then now in the spring is what's deemed as our on uh, in-season uh, season. And as I mentioned before, we do 2000 meter races. And just now we've just come off a month pretty much of dual races, which is we have cups against teams and we race for the cups. So we had a race against North, uh, Navy and Cornell, um, which we won, which was very good. We had a cup race against Dartmouth and they're ranked fourth currently. And they beat us. And then a cup race against uh, Boston, which we beat. Um, and then we did a new new thing that was added to our schedule uh, at the beginning of April, which is where we went to California. We raced UW, who at the time were ranked uh, number two. And we were 0.9 of a second off them. So that was just a complete shock. And everyone was surprised. And it was really great. And then we raced against Stanford. And we beat them and we race against Oregon State and we beat them as well. So right now we're like doing really well. Uh, but after our loss against Dartmouth, we'll, we we think we need to do a bit more training and get into what is now the most important races, which is in a couple of weeks, I think Friday the 12th, we'll be heading to Worcester to race for the Eastern Sprints. So everyone on the East Coast is racing. And then in the beginning of June, the first or the second or third or whatever, um, that weekend will be nationals where everyone all over America will be racing. So that's our two biggest races are coming up and that's what we're training for right now. All right. Sounds, sounds like a pretty hectic time, you know, in the rowing on the rowing front yeah it is hectic but we're definitely looking forward to it there's definitely a challenge uh california berkeley uh they've got uh an olympian or two in their boat wow. so we're definitely definitely we don't have any olympians but we're up for the challenge and i think if we come top six that'll be good and we're hoping to try and get a medal and get a medal we'll be very happy with ourselves yeah, I'm sure. All right. So moving right along, what's it like being on one of the most successful sports teams at Syracuse, but not necessarily one of the, you know, the most uh, well-known and not being able to receive the same recognition in other sports? Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. I think definitely being on the most successful or one of the most successful sports teams is a great feeling. You know, you really feel like you're part of something and you feel, you feel like you're doing a good job, but not getting the recognition that can be annoying and hard i think however saying that i think right now there's a lot of stuff going on with the media our media person uh we have somebody from syracuse uh who's the athletics who's taking photos and getting us she's getting us more on the media as well as our assistant coach jason Elephon. so i think right now we're getting more of a recognition and actually I think probably for one of the first times in a while now. So tonight we have something called the Q's Awards where all the uh, athletic teams are going. And I heard we, the team is actually nominated for the most successful team uh, of the year. And I heard, That's awesome. I heard we have a strong contention for it actually. So That's great. So I think right now we're starting to get the recognition, but 
it it would have been nicer to get a bit earlier, I think. Um, but we are definitely doing good. And I, and I think other teams as well, uh, they're doing well, but also not getting as much recognition. I have a friend who's on the dance team and they just went to nationals for the first time. But I bet not many people know about that. And yeah, that's I mean, like a really big achievement for them. I think for they, sure, yeah. they came ninth or something. So, so I, I think definitely it's hard to be in the shadows of football, basketball, and like lacrosse, especially dare I say we're not doing very well in both oh, football yeah, and basketball. Not, and lacrosse, we're not doing like what we should. So. Yeah, so it's it's annoying being watching those sports not do as well as we want them, but. Whereas we're doing well and we don't get as much recognition as yeah, I feel sure. like we should. So if, if that if that could change, would you want it to? Like if you you know if if we could if you could be like you know in the spotlight and you know everyone coming to races, would that be something that you? Yeah, I mean, so within the rowing, we have a very big community. Parents come down and it's great. It's is exciting to watch and it's really thrilling. So I think just generally, like it would be kind of cool to have people come down. But I think with rowing, it is slightly difficult at times because we do travel far away. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely for the home races, hopefully, like, we can get more of a media presence and show people more that, like, they should come down and watch it because our home races are, are actually really exciting. So where do you guys, where do you guys row? Like, we row on, the, on a Dargate Lake. And then if the lake's too windy, we have a canal that goes into the river. So we row there. But, you know, like the only time we won't row is when there's thunder or lightning because we row with carbon fiber. So that just attracts the lightning a lot more and it's very, in a, very dangerous. You know, also in a body of water. So you don't also want to in a body of water, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if, if only they could build a river inside the dome. Maybe. That would be, you know, that some... pretty sick, but I don't think they're doing <laughs> that, that, that anytime that soon. That would be amazing. <laughs> Not doing that anytime soon, so. Unfortunately. Um, all right, so now we got uh, four more questions. Um, they get progressively weirder as they go on. Um, Zach, you can begin with all the right. first one. Um, the first one, any pregame rituals, pregame food, pregame music that you like, you know, before you go into a race, like anything that you, you know. So, yeah, I I actually do a weird thing. So it's changed a little bit, but I remember the first race, like I said, my first big race, GB Charles, I shaved before because I like that clean shaven feeling. And since I, and then I won it, I won it by 10 seconds, actually. So since then, it became a ritual that I'd always shave. However, I'm more like going to different facial features. So right now, I have a mustache before I had a goatee. (laughs) So nevertheless, I would still shave, but not be as clean shaven. Although I would say 75 to 85% of uh, of my races, I would be clean shaven for them. Unless I knew I was going into a race with like facial features, then but I would still clean shave around it, and so, uh, so the, the mustache is not going away anytime soon. No, I'm keeping okay, it's, it's iconic. It is like, yeah, that, I'm keeping that for the year at the moment. Um, but yeah, so so that's a big thing. But for me, one of my biggest things is you know just tell me where and when twenty minutes before, thirty minutes before, and I'll be there. 
So for me, I'm very like nonchalant about it. I'll just do whatever, you know, I'll just vibe. So I don't really get nervous or worried. So, you know, before the race, I, there's there's a video on Q's Men Rowing called Mike Dub. And it's where our coxswain is Mike Dub. And he's like, Larry, the teller sandwiches is not a stretch because I'd just be like eating the teller sandwiches <laughs> half an hour before we're in a race or something. So in terms of food and stuff it's just whatever if i'm hungry i'll eat if i'm not i won't so but yeah the clean shaven is the any like specific music you listen to no whatever the team is vibing to no i'm the one with the speaker whatever whatever there you go go. i like that (laughs) there you go um all right zach you can go you can ask the next one, and then I'll do the final two. All right. All right. <laughs> What's the grimiest water you've ever rode in? You know, anything that, like... So well, I, I know Lake on and Dog is... Oh, yeah. So, so there's two. There's two. So, well, maybe three. But on a dog a Lake, <laughs> I've heard it's disgusting. Is, I think, at one stage, it was voted the worst... I think it's the most polluted lake in yeah. the United States. That's, I think, that. I, they're, they're a lot better, but... There's so at the beginning there's a shit ton of mercury at the bottom of the lake. Oh and yeah. it's still there. So fishermen aren't allowed to they, they can fish, but they're not allowed to eat the fish because yeah, there's mercury. So that's pretty bad. And I remember like one time I was like, Oh, can I jump in and swim? And they're like, Do you wanna like catch diseases and stuff? And I was like, Not really, and they're like, Yep. Yeah, Onondaga is very polluted. So that's polluted. But I think that is also on par with where I wrote at home, which is the Thames. Oh, yeah. And the Thames. So we have big factories. The, the major river in London. Yeah, oh, we have big, big factories. So back in the olden days, big factories would just build sewers to the Thames and just dump their shit in. And they still do that, but they get a fine. And it's like, oh, do I want to, you know, make a new pipeline be more eco-friendly this will cost me 10 million or do i get fined the 1 million and just dump the stuff in 10 in the thames so there's actual i've walked and i'd say waded through actual piles of shit before like getting into the water i've seen water rats um i've heard like it's just disgusting i think my friend caught some sort of disease from drinking it like it's very very bad so i think the terms is either on, on par of onondaga or maybe worse so the two lakes the two areas that i do row are probably the top two that i've come across as the worst <laughs> yeah, that's not good polluted, uh, <laughs> i mean you know i, I did lakes. i did go to london a while ago and i remember it being green black like just that's just nasty that, that's yeah. the shit that i walked through yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I couldn't i couldn't yeah that. um and then I think there was one in uh, Chicago. It was just like a built-out canal and was no wider than like 20 feet or something. And I think that, that was a bit bit dirty, but I can't remember the lake. But, yeah, other than that, I'd just say those two are the big standouts. Awesome. Right. So you, you've been in some tough <laughs> conditions. That's, um, that's, that's fun. Moving along, uh, have you ever, like – accidentally fallen into the water oh many like, of times or like the boat tips or like so like i'm a big single scholar and a sing- single is very precariously balanced so i was i was actually talking about this with my friend yesterday 
And the one that will always stand out to me is I was in a single and there's a ladies eight going by and I was doing a thing called square blades roll-ups, which is you, you sit in the water, you have your blades out the water and you keep them on the square. So it's like the balance is very, very hard. And then you go up to the catch and you put them in. And I remember this ladies eight went by I was trying to show off and I just fell in straight away. And, <laughs> and they were like, they're like, oh no, he's falling in, he's falling in. And then the coach was like, oh, don't worry, his coach is coming. He'll like he'll be fine. But little did they know my coach was about 2,000 meters down down the river, like helping another crew or something. So I was just there floating and I had to swim to the side and flip it over. But I think in total, I've I've only I've fallen maybe less than ten times, and I've been rowing since I'd say twenty thirteen. So I think that's like a pretty good record. Yeah, nine rowing. years, ten times. Right. Yeah, you're averaging well, a lot. You're averaging better yeah. than me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've probably rowed like three times in my life and fallen in every time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, like it is like it's hard to fall in in bigger boats though. So when you're in a single or a pair, those two are the ones that are very common for people to fall in, but I've only fallen in the pair. All right. And now the, the final question, which may be one of the dumbest questions you ever heard. Um, have you ever seen a shark or something like that? I mean, in lakes. While I've wrote. Yeah. I've wrote, like, uh, so, I don't know, like some scary, like. So we had a seal actually that came up. and Really? Yeah. He, he was like swimming around in the Thames and he actually hopped on somebody's boat. And he was just, <laughs> sit, he was just sitting on the front of somebody's boat. And the guy was like, what am I doing? What do I do? So I, I, so I think the seal is the biggest thing. Um. And I think that's about it. But it wasn't a massive seal. It was like a medium-sized seal. Any, like, uh, scary uh, fish or anything? Or, like... But... Mm, like a piranha? No, no. no like, uh, other than that... Uh, other know. than that, it's just... just this, no, I think it was a sea lion, actually. Yeah, sea lion. But, like, you shouldn't be getting a sea lion. And stuff. So that's, like... <laughs> yeah, it was a surprise. Pretty, yeah, yeah, that's it was a weird. surprise, yeah. <laughs> we definitely um, do see a lot of fish, right? Yeah, we see a lot of fish, definitely. I remember one race in uh, Munich. I, I traveled to Munich, and the lake was just covered. In, it was very beautiful, very see-through, but just covered in fish. And that, that, that was kind of cool, seeing, like... Are like hitting fish with you? No, but we do hit goose. We hit, we hit geese mm. a lot. Um, when I'm Actually, the other day, we hit one as well, and... I mean, they put up a good fight. Like, we were saying that the guy that hit it looked a little bit worse off than the, the geese who pretty much just, like, almost snapped his neck. But somehow they never do. Like, you, you'll hit it on the neck because it's got a massive neck. And you think you've, like, broken it, but it just flies off as if nothing's happened. Or sometimes it's a little good, wonky. I guess. Sometimes a little wonky, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. So no sharks. No sharks. No, I'm sorry, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> That's unfortunate. But, you know, I, maybe, maybe at some point you'll see a shark and maybe, report yeah. back. And, Hopefully not. Well, co no, 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 coastal no. rowing is a thing, actually. So I'm sure they've seen some stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I've been fishing, I've seen some sharks. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting sight. Actually, I have one more question I thought of um, before we move on to our final part. Um, 
is there like a like a step above college that you want to play at like professional um yeah so so right now as i said so the steps is you do on people say u19s we say like under 18s uh world championships where you represent your country right now i'm trying for the u23 team so i'll go so as soon as i go home i'll be i'm in the trialing process for that so as soon as i go home i'll try and do that and then the next stage is the senior team and then after that is the olympics and i think right now if if i get into the u23 team i'll probably want to try and go all the way if not then clearly i'm not as good as i think i am or <laughs> the coaches don't like me or something. you gotta so, believe in yourself yeah believe in yourself you can <laughs> so, do it because i think it is all you know down to this summer whether i make it or not will determine whether i go the whole way or not oh it's just, this summer determines your future pretty much yeah <laughs> so i need like i'm just like kind of a follow-up to that what do you think you want to do if if it doesn't go through? Like you know, you don't have that's that's the problem. You don't have that. I, I don't have a no. backup plan. So so I guess so this got to work. This is the plan, as in like I don't have anything to fall back on, so I kind of have to do so it. It's got to work more than like yeah, it's got to work. But I guess like I'm into sports, so I could be like a coach or a PT. I think that that'd be something that I could do. All right, so let's hope it works for yeah. sure. All right, so so moving moving right along, um, this it, it, it's gonna be time. It's time for the segment that everybody loves. You don't know what's gonna happen. Neither do we. The wheel of oh, randomness. Man. What? I was gonna say it at the same time. Oh, ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> that was a complete failure. It's all right. It's all right. Wheel of randomness. Time is now. So without further ado, let's spin the wheel and see what it's gonna be. Let's go with our topic first. We're going with people named Joe. Okay. So, so right. it's going to be anybody <laughs> named Joe. Oh, anybody and at all. Anybody yeah. at all. And what is the thing we're going to do with people named Joe? We're going to do a Mount Rushmore. Okay. So it's going to be your four Joes. Your four um, favorite Joes. All right. Question before we begin. Are there any repeats allowed on our Mount Rushmore? Like, can... Two of us have the same. Let's go with no. I feel like we should say no. Oh, we both have Joe's. Everybody, oh, we're, we're, we're all making our. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah, um, I don't know. Joe's have come to mind. No, the, you definitely know Joe. Like, there's so many Joe's out there. Like, there's so many. Oh, just like random ones. Yeah, any anything. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, literally, like famous people. Um, and anything under that category. Um. Does that sound good to you? Or we, we could also go for another category or no, no, no let's uh let's let's Stick go for it. Stick with it. Not, yeah. All right. All right. Who's going um, first? Zach, you can <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I think you, you go first. I'll, I'll I'll let you take take it away with the first with the first pick on the uh um, on the Joe Mount Rushmore. I will go with Joe Mama. <laughs> that's, that's a very good one. I like that. That that you know, yeah, you know to, to, it, it has to be done. It to start to, to start off your 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 list of Joes, um, Joe Mama is is got to be the number one. Like there's no. Yeah, I'll I'll remain serious for the rest of my picks, but um, well, I will start. What it off about with that one. Uh, Joseph? The, oh, of course, the bi biblical one. All right, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's Anything a great one. Yeah. The category. Is that your first one? Sure, why not? 
yeah, all right, you know, that, that, that's, that's a way to start off. I think that, you know, having, having a biblical figure in your, uh, in your, uh, your oh, Mount Rushmore, actually, you gotta yeah. do it. I, I've got a couple of comments for it. Okay. Um, right, I'm, Zach, I'm going to go up. with one that many say is the greatest football player of all time, but not anymore. You know, he, he's getting kind of booted down to the number two um, after Tom Brady has taken that spotlight. But give me Joe Montana. Um, the, I thought you were going to say a different football joke. Actually. I mean, then you, you, you know, go, go, Maybe for I, will. I, you know, so I, you know, four Super Bowls, a, you know, a great career from him. So that's my number one. All right. Um, does it go to me now? Yeah, it goes to you. Um, I will keep it in the spirit of Syracuse athletics. Um, seems appropriate. And I will go Joe Girard our point guard on the basketball team. So so um, what you're saying is that Joe Girard is one of the top four Joes of all time. Yeah, when when considering my love for basketball okay, and, yeah, okay. and Syracuse all athletics, right. All right. makes I sense. I think my one would be uh, Joey from Friends. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, I like yeah. that. You know, I actually yeah. have not seen that show. Um, I, you should, I need to. You should. I need to. It's, um, it's one of those that... All right, um, and this might be a, this might be a football heavy one for me or a sports heavy one for me, um, but I am going to go with um, Jets legend and the only person that has led the Jets to a Super Bowl, and that's Joe Namath. So so far, my my Mount Rushmore is Joe Montana and Joe Namath. I I was thinking you were going to say Namath last time. Yeah, no, no one ever said he's the number two best player in football. So I. Yeah, I just thought you know your Jets fan. No, I'm I'm not I'm not like that. You know that. You know I I absolutely I know, think the I Jets know. are the worst team in football, and they always will be. But you know I gotta I I, I love I love the man. You gotta you gotta go you gotta go for it. You gotta you gotta rep the Jets out there. Um, you know I I have many options for what I could go with with my next one. Um, I will keep it in the theme of. My favorite sports teams and, um, you know, athletes that I, well, I never actually saw him play one game, but I'll just go ahead with it. Joe DiMaggio, one of the greatest Yankees of all time, just came to mind. Um, just such a, such a big public figure. Yeah. Married to Marilyn Monroe. I think, I, yeah. I think that's the most impressive part of it. <laughs> you know, not even the 56 game hitting streak that will never be broken. <laughs> The fact that he was married to Marilyn Monroe, that, that, yeah, that's just, like... Just an iconic figure, so he's my third pick. I guess I'll keep it in the theme of comedy and go with uh, Joe Gatta. Oh, I love oh, Joe Gatta. That's yeah. a great one. That's a really good Un- one. Unfortunate that he, that he left in Practical yeah. Jokers. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, left. He, he divorced his wife and yeah. then he dipped. I and think his what's going on. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's probably what happened, but they got divorced. Yeah. Um, one way or another, and he's kind of on his own. I've yeah. seen that he's done a couple things, like cool fella, yeah. So you know what? Power to him, like go, go off, I guess. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go with one of my favorite musicians of all time, a amazing guitarist. I had the pleasure to see him once, and I would 100% want to see him again. And that's Joe Walsh, um, guitarist for the Eagles, absolutely amazing. <coughs> Um, and you know, I just, yeah, one of my favorite guitarists has to be on my list. I honestly don't think I know who that is. I mean, I think, I, I don't know if that offends you. No, I don't think it offends me. You just don't like that type of music. Uh, you, 
if I played a song that he's on guitar, you would know it. Like just a couple of songs you would definitely know. So we'll do that after this and we'll get back to you guys. He'll know some songs. I, I, I bet all of you that he will know some. I have an amazing pick right now um, that I just thought of. I want to I want to preface it by saying if you compare an athlete to the rest of his or her sport. Yeah. I think this guy is arguably the greatest athlete of all time. Um, when you think about how far ahead he is with everyone else who does it, that is Joey Chestnut. Oh, um, that's a really good just one by far. Oh no, I mean, the greatest even, competitive eater. You, ever. Yeah, you don't even need to say um, that like, comparatively. You can just say that he is the best competitive eater of all time. Well, and because of how much better he is, is he the greatest athlete of all time? Maybe that, that's Maybe. Like a good one. I think he. I mean. Yeah, I mean, eating, what is it, 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes? It, it's insane. That's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, like... Truly insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how how you could... I think I think he'll break it again this year. I never oh, actually... He, he always breaks I this. never actually watched the hot dog eating contest. I've seen, like, a few minutes at a time. I, I mean, I've watched Have it, like, ever... afterwards. I, I, no, I haven't watched it. Is that a thing in England? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all have eating contests and stuff. I mean, but, like, we have, it's, it's a on July 4th. Oh, a, no. There is a national hot dog eating contest every year on our Independence Day. Oh, cool. And <laughs> this guy, Joey Chestnut, just continuously breaks his own record. Yeah. He ate 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's pretty impressive. All right. I, I reckon I could maybe do like 73. Let's see it. All right. No, I'm actually the slowest eater ever. <laughs> Bold take. Maybe you should be, you can go in. I, sure. I can eat a lot, but just give me a couple hours. I'm so slow. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Um, I think so. You have a final. I, I have a final one. Uh, you probably won't know, well, you won't know him, but I think it'd be rude not to mention him. And he is a fellow teammate, British as well, Joe Willis. He's a Syracuse athlete on the team, and he's also in the varsity. So yeah, I guess I, mention. I, I'd have to do a little right. shout out for the fellow Brit. Awesome. Um, my last one is going to be not necessarily a person. It's going to be another type of Joe, and that's the sloppy Joe. Oh, that is genius. <laughs> I think, um, you know, you, I love, I obviously love hamburgers, right? Hamburgers are great. I think sloppy Joes don't get enough respect because <laughs> it's just like a, it's a, I think it's a better burger, but it's Whoa, just a, a better, better burger. burger. But it's so absolutely just Some juicy and it's, coming it's, out, it's, yeah. it's too much. It's too much to deal with. So that's why I just like. I don't so know. Are, are you so saying, saying you can't handle a sloppy joke? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm just saying I like, like I like handle. the soundness of a burger. Like the fact that a burger is easy to eat. It's good. It's like juicy. The sloppy joke just kind of like falls apart. The integrity oh, gets. You like the juicy bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, it's the integrity of a burger <laughs> that I like. You know what I'm saying? Like. The, oh, the, yeah. the, I hear it. I think I part, of the, part of the part of the appeal for a food is the structural integrity of it, and sloppy joes don't have that. But okay. I, 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 I mean, yeah, you, you don't need a plate for a burger. You could sort of just pick it up. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm, I mention it because of right. the taste. You know, I, I don't love a sloppy joe because of the, you know, the, 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 just like it just goes all over the place. Like, what's the point? But you know, sometimes it's good. It it's has its sloppy for a reason. Exactly. Right. You know what? It has it has its times when it's good, and it has its times when it's not. So. All right. So that's uh, so that's our. Uh, you want to read over the, the Mount Rushmore? I mean, we all have our Mount Rushmore. I don't know everyone else's. I know mine. 
I thought you were writing them down. No, I, I wasn't writing them down. Uh, I'll try to remember mine. Um, um, well, I remember. Okay, so I had Joe Mama. That was, I thought it was a great pick. Which is a great pick, yeah, in my mind. Um, I had Joe Girard, Joe DiMaggio, and Joey Chestnut. I, I really like my Mount Rushmore. It's very uh, solid. My, mine was very random, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> mine was Joe from the Bible, uh, Joe uh, from Friends, Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers, and then my mate Joe Willis. And mine was two football players, Joe Montana and Joe Namath. And then we had Joe Walsh, one of, in my mind, one of the greatest guitarists of all time. And then we had the sloppy Joe. Also, honorable mention to Joes that don't have a name, the Cup of Joe. I was, I was actually looking at a, a list of famous Joes. And those That's two interesting. Came there is Joe Biden. Our Joe Biden, the President of the United States. <laughs> I, I, was honorable mention. I was going to do that, but like, you know, it's, kind of, it's a little basic. It's kind of boring, I'd say. A little basic. We also have Joe Stalin, you know, the, 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 uh, the <laughs> famous uh, president of the Soviet Union. He also had a wonderful mustache. Yeah, shout out to the mustache. Um, Joe Frazier. You know what we the, could have done? We could have done a mustache now. Ooh. Um, we may have to do that in the future. We'll, we'll get Larry on for that. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll make you sure that. Do you want to do that with us? Yeah, I'd, I'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> So All right, we'll do that. There's, there's some great mustaches out there. Also, a couple, a couple more honorable mentions that I have to put out there. Joe Pesci, a great Joe. Um, definitely who that is, right? Maybe. You, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Okay. Um, Joe Girardi. You'd like that one. Of course. Yeah, current Phillies manager. Um, also, amazing manager. Yankees manager. And I don't know about amazing. He won, like, one Super Bowl. Super Bowl, wow. One yeah, World Series. Yes, he won one Super Bowl. One World Series. Um, I, yeah, okay. So there are a lot of great Joes out there, you know, and, and, and I think we we highlighted some great ones, and there are also some more that we weren't able to put on, but, you know, those Joes that did not make it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, we, we got some good ones. So I think that's all we have. Um, thank you so much, Larry, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Of course. Happy to come. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you next time on the commencement. Peace out. All right. All right. Peace. See you guys.